You are now tuned into Daily Discussions with Dina. Join in the discussion right here, Monday through Friday at 12.30 p.m. Good afternoon. I am Dina and this is Discussions with Dina. I want to invite you to join me right here Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. for a afternoon discussion with Dina. I went to the grocery store to purchase a few things on yesterday. And I did say, and I want to emphasize a few things, a few items, because the price of food and services today is astronomical that I can only afford to purchase a very few things these days. A few of these things on my list was basics like eggs, bread, and butter. When I tell you that the prices are through the roof, I am not exaggerating. Why the heck are eggs $7? Come on, people. The surprise when I saw the price for these items, these items are still going up, and it is absolutely ridiculous, I tell you. $6.99 for a carton of eggs, that is almost $8 with tax. The bread was $4.99 for one loaf, and the butter was $5.99. So with this $20, I barely left the store with anything to actually conduct or construct a decent meal. <laughs> Somehow, the prices of these goods continue to rise, yet we keep hearing in the news media how they are just trying to convince us that these prices are actually going down. You can say they are going down, but for who or whom? Because I certainly do not see it in the area of the country which I live. There is um, so much that I'm seeing and hearing in the media that is not represented here. Recently, um, my husband and I noticed there is a reduction in the price of OSB. Now for anyone outside of the construction industry that may not be familiar with the term OSB, it is an acronym for Oriented Strand Board. And it's just simply an engineered wood that is commonly used mainly in construction. It is made of large wood chips that are oriented in different directions. They are mixed together and some adhesive is added to it and it's pressed down on a board with a heat press. So these OSB boards are like long sheets and they're usually common to be in four feet by eight feet. But of course you can get them in different sizes and thickness. Now this is supposed to be a lower quality wood than actual plywood, which uh, means the cost is supposed to represent um, that lesser quality. However, this has always been a guide for us, my husband and I, that is to help us gauge inflation and what is going on in the construction industry as well. Recently, we visited one of the home improvement stores and noticed that the price is now running about $10 a piece on OSB. Now, mind you that this $10 board today was selling for almost $100 a piece just a few short months 
ago. And no one could really actually explain or give what I considered to be a legitimate reason for these goods and products drastically increasing. It made it extremely difficult for us to complete the house that we were building at that time. That house was under construction during the time that COVID hit. And it was almost impossible to afford and are even complete building the house that we were constructing because of all of the ridiculously sky high prices for goods and services. Mind you, the cost of all of the basic supplies like wood, plumbing, electrical wiring, and simple things like nails were like three to 10 times the normal price. And that was if you were lucky enough to even be able to find a store that had any of these things that you needed to complete your project. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, we even went into one of the Lowe's stores and one of the guys left. We were trying to get one of the, um, what's it called? <laughs> it's a, um, what you, you hook up your electrical service to. There's a box and you need so many places to put your electrical. You're supposed to separate it by room. So we were looking for one of those boxes and it was at one point we couldn't even find them locally. We were told to actually order them online. Then we were told that the little sockets that go into them could not be found. You had to still go back and try to find them on Amazon or eBay. It was just a horrible thing. So when I tell you that we built a 1400 square foot home, this is small that costed us more than it took us to construct a 3,000 square foot home. I'm not embellishing in the least bit. The smaller house cost us about two and a half times the price that it took to build a larger one. And we did all of the work ourselves. The only thing that was partially contracted out was the HVAC. And even that price was doubled. I still do not believe or accept the reasoning given for these outlandish prices. They, it just doesn't make sense to me. So it is good to see prices trying to come down in the construction industry just a bit. It's good to see that there has been an improvement there on certain items. However, I know that there is another storm that's coming soon and it will be another excuse to shoot back up these prices. So there's always something. There seems to be a reason, or shall I say, an excuse to price gouge all the time. It's like with this gas. But the price today for food is outrageous simple goods and services are still way out of control and it is why I want a greenhouse so that I can grow my own vegetables and I am contemplating getting some chickens or hens for the eggs because these prices are outrageous but I am going to take it one step at a time as not to overwhelm myself Maybe we will get to constructing the greenhouse this summer. We shall see. I do know that I am interested in finding, finding out what I can be planting and growing in a garden 
to eat at this particular time of year in the zone in which I live, and that is in Georgia, because it can certainly help to reduce the cost when it comes to food, and it just tastes better. And there is no denying, anytime you can prevent overpaying for simple goods, it can really help. It's helpful to your household budget. Every little bit helps. Besides, it's better for you. Health-wise, it's good exercise and it's just good food. And it is always good to be growing something that can be self-sustaining if there comes a time or an event that can somehow prevent you from being able to get to a grocery store for whatever reason that may be. It can be a lifeline. So, I wanted to know some things that can be planted this time of year and I want feedback. I don't have a green thumb completely as of yet, but I'm working on it. Last year, I grew the sweetest, most wholesome tasting tomatoes. I grew green peppers, okra, um, and they were absolutely delicious. My husband planted watermelon and collard greens, but the bugs ate the collards. The leaves were so freaking full of bugs. I mean, the bug bites, they just had little holes all over it. So I need some natural solutions or suggestions on how to stop the bugs from eating up the product. It seems only my baby boy can actually grow huge watermelons. We can grow watermelons, but they don't get as large as the one that my baby boy did. I mean, he grew this thing <laughs> by accident. Um, the watermelons that we're growing, they usually burst open in the fields. Many of them did before we could um, actually harvest them. So we had to find out why, and we're still working on that. But my little man, who was only three at the time, he grew a huge watermelon by accident. It ended up being the biggest, sweetest one of all. And he would go out to the garden, and sit on the watermelon each and every day. The cutest and funniest thing you ever want to see. But we cultivated the garden, yet it just did not yield what this little boy did on a whim. I'm gonna to have to post his video or pig with him and his watermelon. But at this time of year, it's good to be growing something that can sustain us. I did a little research as to what it is in my area in the deep south that can be planted and will grow well. So here are a few um, winter vegetables that are said to be good options to consider planting. And they are lettuce, spinach, radishes, and peas. These vegetables can be planted directly in the ground or they can be started indoors in pots or um, containers. And then they can be taken outside and put in the ground when the weather warm up or you can put it on your patio. Now I usually use the egg crates to get some of the plants seedlings started inside before actually taking them outside to be planted in the ground here in Georgia. Now Georgia have a somewhat mild climate at this time of year. So I'm told this will allow these particular vegetables to do it. Berries are also said to be good to plant in January in Georgia. Berries like strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, as long as they are in well-drained soil and properly cared for. 
which includes watering them, pruning, and fertilizing to guarantee that the harvest will continue coming in for years. You can also plant fruit trees like peaches, apples, pears, and plums. They are good to plant in January in Georgia because the cooler weather allows for them to establish themselves and grow at that time. So although with all plants you have to make sure you choose a variety that is suitable to the climate and the zone, uh, the soil conditions in which you um, have in your particular area. Now my hubby has this one friend that lives along the Ukmuggy River and everything he plants grows fast, beautiful, and bountiful. He is so lucky. Something about that saw where he lives naturally makes whatever he plants thrive. I will have to give him, um, get him on the show. I will have to get him to share some of his picks. He really has a green thumb and his garden is always full and abundant. But not only do I enjoy the edible plants and I adore beautiful flowers in the winter as well. And I have found that pansies and violas are good choices for winter flower gardens in Georgia. Because they are native to Europe, they are said to thrive in cool weather like we have down here in Georgia and they can tolerate frost which is common in January down here in the South. And it says they can be planted directly in the ground or if you choose in containers and they will do well as long as there is well-drained soil, whether or not they are in full sunlight or partial shade. Daffodils, hellebores, witch hazel, perennials like daylilies, irises and daisies are all said to be good choices for growing in this particular season with the proper care. And that means you can grow them in the ground or in containers as well. So that is indeed good choices if you are a flower lover like myself. I like the flowers minus the pollen. Ew. So I want to leave you with a couple of tips for planting in January and in Georgia. Of course, if you are in other regions of the country, this is a good idea to research and find out your zone and what grows best where you are. Grow something. It's good for the air, the environment, mental stability, and it's just plain healthy. So here are a few guidelines for planting. The first thing is to make certain that you have a good location that is well-drained. The soil has to be well-drained, and it has to be the right amount of sunlight for the type of plant that you are planting. And remember to follow the instructions for the plant that you are planting. And you can place the plant or the bulbs in the hole and cover it with soil, but don't squish the saw till it's compacted. Leave some room for it to grow well-drained. You dig a hole that is slightly larger than the plant or the bug so that, like I said, the saw is loose around the edges. This will allow the roots to spread out easily. And make sure you water the plant or the bug thoroughly. And add a layer of mulch if you so desire. Sometimes it really helps the plant to retain moisture and it can suppress weeds. So if it requires fertilizing, follow the instructions for that plant's specific needs. Monitor your plant or your bulb or seedling for pests 
and diseases so that you can take necessary action to prevent them or to destroy them and they won't end up like my collard greens did. It is so important to choose the right plant for the season and the zone in which you live in order to enjoy and produce a thriving garden year round. I am a work in progress here in Georgia and I would love to know what you are growing in your garden. Share some pics with me so I want to encourage you to get out there and grow something. Subscribe and share your views on this topic and be sure to join me Monday through Friday right here for your daily dose of discussions with Dina. Ta-ta! This concludes your daily discussions with Dina. Join us Monday through Friday at 12.30 p.m. Like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment.